Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Guess where I am. Guess what room I'm in. We're at home. Oh no. Guess what room the ashes. The ashes are gone. What? Stella. Stella has left the fucking building, Carla. No. Yeah. I'm in this little box room. I'm sitting on the floor. But it's like my own little personal studio now. And Stella has left the building. She's vacated. God bless. And you're very welcome along to the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. My name is Jen. I'm Carla. And we're, we're recording remotely again this week. Look that for us. Yeah, Jen has been struck down. I love how the other week I was slagging at Adam for being out of fashion by only getting COVID, and then I get an ah from. <laughs> Which is even later. Like, you're so behind the trend at this point in time. <sighs> Oh, Daniel West gonna out you on Instagram soon enough. Like that's how far behind you are. That's how fucking bad I am. Seriously. Yeah. Like, was, I'm like an uh, Internet Explorer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're Bing. You're Bing. You are. Yeah. Is Bing not before Internet Explorer? I don't know, but you're Bing. <laughs> I think Internet Explorer actually got fucking dismembered on the 15th of June or something. We always get them little things in work because we still use it in work. Oh, of course you do. <laughs> of course you do. Of course we do. How are you doing? I do you know what? I'm actually not too bad. My child is worse. He'd be better off having COVID. Oh really? He, um, oh God, love me so bad. He's so so bad. Like he's up all night. Like it was a bad night last night. I was texting me before this, and uh, he just. Jesus, I don't know if he needs like a bleeding ventilator to say she's just so bad with the cough. Whereas I'm fine. I'm just. I'm a bit off balance. My ears are wrecking my head and I can't taste or smell at which makes life feel a little bit fucking worthless, to be honest. Because yeah. you know what sometimes when you're sick and you want to kind of sit around and eat it away, there's just no point. I can't taste or smell anything. Oh. It's just horrible. You're not really chilling. You're just like... Whoa. I can't even enjoy it. And I'm not like... I'm not tired enough where I'm napping or, you know, and then like... Same when Adam had it a few weeks ago. That was grand. Like he kind of just stayed on the couch. We stayed away from him. He got his time to, yeah, just you know, do what he needed to do, catch up on whatever series he needed to catch up on. Me, no, of course, Bobby's worse than me. Yeah. So I, <laughs> like, just a pair of them. Oh, it's just fucking nightmare. Well, got a few bits done with that, and it was typical because <clears throat> the house this week, the family that are selling us the house came over to clear out their bits. This week, and I was like, after taking time off, I should be in Liverpool now, not being able to remember my own fucking name because it's my sister's 40th. Oh, yeah. So I had to cancel that, like, my first flight ever here in four years. God. And it left, left without me. So uh, I'm, I was like, after a booking time off, I was like, I'll help the family 
clear all the shit out of the house, kind of get a bit of a start on, like, obviously the box room that I'm in now, we can kind of claim it. Yeah. Um, but I can't, I can't do that. Like, I can't leave the house. I can't fucking, I can't do that. It's an absolute nightmare. Poor thing. Yeah, poor. So that's, that's enough of me whinging. How are you? Grand. It's such a busy week. Really? It's an unbelievably busy week. Yeah, we had a wedding on a Wednesday. Oh, that's right. That's, yeah. That was weird. Yeah, so yeah. wedding on a Wednesday. Um, and then I had a leaving party last night. And now I'm off to Sicily tomorrow. Well, well fucking pray. At least you can leave. <laughs> <laughs> At least you can leave. I shouldn't be moaning, but I just feel like, do you know what it is? I feel like I haven't had a minute since. Yeah. Like, March? <laughs> okay. That's, that's a there's while. just something on constantly. There's just always something on. Yeah. Like I haven't been able to to sit or sit still or something. There's been leaving dues and this party and that party and something else is happening, some other thing and booked things and this. That. Now, I shouldn't be complaining, but I just don't think we're used to this way a lot. Like, well, I'm not used to after COVID. I just, I don't have the pace anymore. I'm like an L one. I think we got really accustomed to not having to do that. Yeah. And we liked it. Yeah, and my lazy fucking hole. Now I have to get up and go. I know, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, shy crack, like, but look, be grand. It's one of those things. I'm excited to go away. Um, Another new place for me and Tom. But, you know, you get I always get a little bit anxious as well, where I'm like, oh, am I going to like it? Ah, uh, you will. Yeah. Seriously? No, I know. But do you ever just, do you ever just be like, I just get a little bit anxious sometimes before I go places. I'm like, oh, I hope I like it. Not that I've ever, I I, it's only ever been really one place that I was like, I don't like this. Do you know? Yeah. Where that, was that? That was Sweden. But Ooh. I've gone back to Sweden since because my friend lives there and I loved it. But it was like when Ooh, me and Tom went, I don't know. It was just, it was, it was not good. I didn't, I did not enjoy. I thought it was it's crap. Cause, it's because you are with him. He's a brick. Yeah, it was it was just it was a strange I I just think yeah it wasn't I remember at that point in time being like I don't think we should have picked here you know right so that was kind of the crack but you're here listen yeah off we go to Sicily now fingers crossed for us um you'll be you'll be delighted so this is a bit of a weird week in that obviously I was supposed to be away then you're going away. So we were going to be recording two weeks. So that got fucked because I got COVID. Yeah. And so here we are. So basically, Patreon this week. Yeah. Oh, you God, have. We're going to fucking. Have you edited it yet? I haven't even gone into it. I'm going to upload you guys to You so... are going to love and adore that episode. It's a bumper. It's two hours long. Fuck off, is it? Yeah. And it is clanger central. Right, so for six euro a month, you get an extra episode every week in the form of a mini sound every Monday. This month in particular, you're getting extra special guests because I was incapacitated. And Patreon, <laughs> yeah, and Patreon have changed the way that they build. So it used to be that you joined and you'd get billed when you first sign up, sign up, and then you get billed on the first of every month. But now, if you sign up, you get billed, and then you don't get billed for another calendar month. So you don't like get bills else. yeah yeah exactly so you don't actually like if you sign up on the 27th it used to be more financially beneficial for you to sign up at the start of the month now it doesn't fucking matter so you join whatever you want and i would really really recommend you sign up tomorrow because oh my god 
the episode that we have um, with my good friend Stacy. Stacy was single for eight years and she dated a lot in those eight years. So we top lined. Actually, we're, we, we were talking on it. I was like, we're going to actually have to do another episode on first dates because some of the absolute insane first dates that she's had. We couldn't <laughs> even get into everything. Like it was genuinely the mad stuff that has happened to her is not normal. And she even says, she's like, I've dated four years. You don't have to, you don't have to date because I've done four years and I have experienced like the most sinister, <laughs> the most insane things ever. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's, it's a brilliant episode. It is very. And Stacey's gas at the best of times yeah. without our dating stories. And like anytime, because <laughs> sometimes we've had to bleep our name out because of certain other people that kind yeah. of like yeah. stop you and her because of her. And <laughs> so any of the mad stories that you've talked about when it comes to dating, it's generally been about Stacey. So now you get it. Yeah. In the, in the, in the front of your face from Stacey herself. The horse yeah, is made, okay. okay um so yeah so we have that coming up and then also um myself and tom are recording a q a uh we were supposed to record it this morning but he went off for a haircut because all the timings were fucked this morning and um so we'll be recording it i have so many things to do today but we're recording it today yeah um so yeah so that will be coming next monday so you are listening to this well maybe you are listening to this on sunday the 16th if not if you're listening to it after Stacey's episode will be um, up there, but there is plenty of other content up there. There's lots of lots of lots of lots of funnier, deeper, more intense conversations um, that we yeah, could well, get away with it. publicly. <laughs> what well, we've been at about two years now. Yeah, we've been yeah, uh, There's a lot up there. There's a whole lot up there. But this episode. Yes. Oh, God. Did you read it? Yes. And I am okay. never getting that time back. So we um, talked about this in a previous episode, I don't know if it was last week or the week before, but it was the fact that Justin Timberlake, because he was kind of a, like a sweetheart growing up, and then we all started to realise how much of a fucking dickhead he was, and then, you know, we, I don't what was the episode we were talking about, we were saying we need to read his book and delve into what is a Justin Timberlake. So you read his autobiography, Hindsight. I, read I tried. I read... I read the sample and uh, Kindle was trying to like calibrate me reading speed. Remember you were telling yeah. me that about that before? Yeah. I was like, I won't. I can't. I cannot get into this. So I just watched a lot of videos of interviews that he's doing. Yeah. I think that's going to be interesting. And, yeah. And you read the book. Um, so shall we get into what a Justin Timberlake is? We shall get into what a Justin Timberlake is. Right. So book one, give us your, in five words, what was the autobiography like? This man needs an ego check. <laughs> That's six words, but anyway, yeah, you probably couldn't get it in five. Really, you know, Anne's kind of like, it's a filler word, this yeah. man need <laughs> ego check. <laughs> yeah. This man need ego check. So... Let's just, before I get into the book and before I get into the memoir, I think it's, I think I want to talk a little bit about like my perception of Justin Timberlake, because obviously you've always fancied him. I've never fancied him. Um, I did, not in later years. No, God, no, God, no, no, no. Um, mm. But it was kind of, he was just always, he was one of the boys from NSYNC. He kind of broke out. He had Cry Me a River, which was an absolute blockbuster hit. And that kind of, I, the things that I remember Justin Timberlake for are working with Timberland, and basically yeah. Timberland being 
his whole sound being him and Justin Timberlake and Nelly Furtado and that kind of little clicky, weirdy thing that they were. He made it his personality. Yeah, he made it his personality. I remember him for that. I remember him for Can't Stop the Feeling because he couldn't fucking get away from it. Um, was that in the, the Trolls movie? Yeah, and I remember him just any time I saw him in, in a film, he was goofy as fuck. And that's all I remember. Do you know? He's goofy fuck. But the way that he remembers himself, and look, I'm not a super fan. So, you know, there's definitely better, more well-rounded opinions. But after reading the book, I'm like, oh God, you really see yourself as something else. Well, you see, so I read the sample because the two of us were going to read it and I was like, this is just literally going to be his, like him telling his side of the story or having this narrative. And then when I kind of looked up a few videos, I was kind of going, oh, Jesus, this man is the biggest fucking manipulator our, one of our, like, our generation has seen, like in terms of somebody with a platform as big as his. Yeah. I think it's interesting as well from the book to kind of see what he thinks people know about him versus what people actually know about him. Yeah. Then I don't, it's tough because I don't genuinely believe someone like me would ever read this book organically. So like this book wasn't for me. I would never be interested in seeing what his insert, what does he say? A collection of observations, memories and photographs. So the book is 444 pages of that there's a, I'd say there's a hundred, if not plus, pages of pictures. It's, <laughs> it's a colouring book. <laughs> it's very disjointed. He really believes that he has something to say, which is, I mean, a white man, a white powerful man of music. Like, it, I'm not really shocked. Um, but it, it is this sense of hubris and this sense of other that you get consistently when you when you read the book. Like, I looked up a review. Um, and I'll try and find, I think I saved it, but I was like this, but this actually sums it up all together. So it's called Hindsight and All the Things I Can't See in Front of Me. It's an autobio, um, autobiographical book by Justin Timberlake. It's presented as a curated personal collection of observations, memories, and photographs. It was published in 2018, which is important because since then he has had a rumored affair and another kid mm-hmm. um, and a secret kid. Nobody knew they were having a baby she got pregnant during lockdown Jessica Beale obviously is his wife got pregnant during lockdown I don't think anybody knew that the baby was born until the baby was born and then they kept the baby's identity and name and sex and everything a complete secret but now we know that uh now we know it's a boy and its name is Phineas so that's what we know now so those things are are after the fact um He's also been cancelled since, hasn't he? He's been cancelled since, yeah. There's There's been a lot of things that have happened since this book was written, and you can okay. kind of tell. Yeah, it shows. And it certainly, certainly shows, if you will. Um, I'm trying to find this review. Maybe I'll find the review afterwards, because it is kind of... Well, we were talking about when you were looking up the book, the way that it had, like, was it 4.5 stars or something like that? And yeah. Like, How the fuck? Well, I'm saying... It's, but it's not it's for it's fa- it's his fans that would have read that exactly and that's why i think this is you know 95 percent of people like this book on google 3.9 out of 5 on goodreads 4.5 out of um five on on amazon um 
as I said, this is just, it's not a book for me. But I don't, I don't know who would read this book and be like, this is good. <laughs> because Justin Timberlake. Yeah, because like, obviously, I don't read celebrity memoirs. I listen to Celebrity Memoir Book Club, one of the best podcasts ever, by the way. Um, shout out to them. But, and that's so entertaining because of the, the differences in celebrity memoirs and the way that the kind of the girls, um, Claire and Ashley, who are comedians from New York, the way that they kind of break it down. It's interesting like when you when you listen to the way that celebrities write books, you're like, wow, okay. There's like Tommy's Lee one, which is done through like the point of view of his dick. Um, there's, you know, there's ma- there's mad shit out there. Mel B's one, which was very very good, very honest, very earnest. Um, they did Victoria Beckham one, which I actually read when I was a kid. Right. I was obsessed with Victoria Beckham. And I remember it was just one of those ones that was lying around the house. And I was like, I'll give this a read. And I remember reading it at the time, not really, not not really. Under- I was quite young. Not not really understanding it, but kind of being like, okay. Of course, Amy loves Victoria Beckham. Yeah. Of course she does. Yeah, so it's so her, isn't it? It's so her. Like supposed to pick a spice girl. But yeah, so yeah, it's 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 VB, isn't it? So at yeah. this time, um, as I said, it's 2018. He had just released um his I can never remember the fucking, yeah, Man of the Woods. I was like, Man in the Woods? No, Man of the Woods. He had just released Man of the Woods. What the fuck is Man of the Woods? Man of the Woods, exactly. So I'm going to, I think this is important as well. When you read the book, I have to read the book before we get to Man of the Woods because it makes more sense when you get to Man of the Woods because I was like, what the fuck is that album? Because previous to that, he had had 2020 experience, which was suit and tie, um mirrors all of that like very celebrated a very i will say a very good pop album i believed i listened to it a lot at the time i thought the music was very good i heard Mm -hmm. it a lot everywhere at the time it's my stomp one of the songs from it is my stomper of the week so i will say that um he kind of always was in that like pop with a hint of r&b he was, was it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, you have to and remember, when he came out yeah. solo, Like I Love You was his first song, and that was Neptune's produced, and you could, and it was Neptune's all over it. Like, the bang, mm. of, the bang of Pharrell off it, at that, Pharrell at that time in particular, you know? Because you have to remember, that was closer to, like, lap dance and rock star mm. than it was to, you know, Happy and all that other shite that Pharrell ended up doing. Or even, um, what's that Robin Thicke song? That's very, Nep- that's very Pharrell as well. Um, Blurred lines. There you go. But yeah, so yeah, so that's kind of just a bit of a bit of a background. Um, it is important to note that it says about the author at the start. So Justin Timberlake is one of today's one one of today's most successful entertainers, having earned ten Grammys and four Emmy Awards. As an actor, he's starred in acclaimed films such as the Academy Award nominated Social Network, which I will say I think is the best acting I've ever seen out of him. Yeah, but he was playing. A real a narcissist. And a yeah. narcissist. Yes. Yeah. Very interesting, Jen. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> friends with benefits, bad teacher, trouble with the curve, and inside. Where's Alpha Dog in this list? Was he, he wasn't in. on this list. Is in time not in it? No, it's not on this list. That's after getting a bit of a reboot just this week. No way. Yeah, because uh, Jen's ears are starting to see it, and they're like, Jesus, that actually counts these days yeah that's right but it's more like got to do with like the message behind it being like time being like one of the biggest currencies and like it's just a bit the way that the world is these days actually it it was ahead of its time is basically what they were saying 
okay. <laughs> I need, yeah, I know. I need to watch it again. I. He was in Alpha Dog, wasn't he? He was in Alpha Dog. He was the main character. You were the one who was telling me all about that film. You loved it. I couldn't remember it. Alpha Dog. Yeah, no, he wasn't the main one, but he was definitely one of the the main characters. Alpha Dog. Who was the fourth? It was somebody who looked like um, Jake Gyllenhaal, but wasn't. Hang on. Alpha Dog. Give me a few seconds. Uh... Emile Hirsch. Yeah, Emile Hirsch. Sorry, that's that was the main character, I think. Okay. Yeah, very bad boy. Very bad boy. Um, so yeah, the- oh, yeah, now I'm Oh, Olivia Wilde was doing that as well. Fuck off. Yeah, she's there. Amanda Seyfried, Olivia Wilde. What? I need to rewatch yeah. this film. Sharon Stone, Bruce Willis. Okay, that's... Jesus. Pretty blockbuster. That was a lot. Yeah. Oh, wait, hang on. Hang on, was she? It's not, now she's not in the cast list. What the fuck? Anyway, I'm I'm confused. I can't multitask at the moment. I feel like a baby brain. COVID is fucking horrible, by the way. Yeah. On your brain. Jesus. Yeah. Fucking hell. <laughs> so anyway, back to the book. Um, there is two things I think that Justin Timberlake wants you to know about him consistently. And that's what I picked up from this book. Number one, that um, he has a lot to say. Yeah. And he he is he is different when it comes to the way that he views music. To the, oh, not, he's and, yeah, um, he's one of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, a genius a painter. May painter. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the genius of our time. Yeah. He, do you know what? Yeah. He sees himself as our generation's Michael Jackson. That's what he sees himself as. Yeah, but th- there's a very interesting line in the book as well where he's like, I never wanted to be anyone else. I wanted to be myself. I never wanted to be Michael Jackson. In fact, the first time I ever saw Michael Jackson perform was when I was performing with him. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, okay, Justin. You know, this kind of shite, like. So he's kind of, there's there's these kind of lines in the book that you're like, Okay. That's that's the the first thing is that he he wants you to know that he is other. He wasn't Mm -hmm. just he's not just a singer. He is music and notes. Mm. His tone. He is harmony in a male body, you know? And has Mm -hmm. been since he was a kid, because no one else is picking up what he was picking up, Jen. Did you get getting it um and the second thing that's really important that he really 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 wants you to know is that he is very very naturally funny and it is something oh oh yeah no i know and it is something that he believes that he is very well known for right so he thinks he's very well known for his comedic timing as as a comedian a couple of times that he's hosted snl and his his music now what I will say is you cannot deny that the man is talented. He's very talented. I don't believe, I think he's a product of his producers. I don't think he's a product of Justin Timberlake. And I think yes, yeah. he kind of scans and glances over a lot of things that are, that are, <laughs> that are said. Um, like it is, it's, I'm going to tell you now, he doesn't mention Britney. He doesn't mention any relationship other than Jessica Beals and kind of half Cameron Diaz. So I'm going to, I'm going to flick through, I've highlighted parts um, 
another thing that uh, I think is important to note is that he has three. Um, he dedicates the book to three people. To Lynn, who saw what I could be and has loved me through it all, which is his mum. To Jess, who sees who I am and continues to love me through it all before you had your fucking affair. And then third, to Silas, which is his first child with Jess, um, who inspires me to see all the love all the time through it all. Um, he also says, these are my memories. These are the thoughts I have in the middle of the night. These are the images I see as I close my eyes to go to sleep. These are the stories I will tell my son as he grows up. Fuck's sake. Oh, Silas, you're into fucking, um, you're in for an absolute ride. Now, where is Justin Timberlake from? Memphis or something, isn't he? Okay, so you knew this. So I didn't know this, but this is... An- no, I knew, I know from watching the videos because okay. he was like... Okay. Yeah. It's another thing that he seems to know that ev- thinks that everybody knows about him, that he is from Memphis. I wouldn't have known it before I watched the videos during the week. He could have been from, I knew he was kind of southerny, but mm. he could have been from Poxy anywhere. So he's trying, is he trying to like be like, oh, I'm from the same place Elvis is from? He's Can trying he? to be, you no, know, Al Green is his number one. He keeps talking about it the whole time. This might as well have been Justin Timberlake featuring Al Green. Who the fuck is Al Green? Um, he does. Oh, I know his songs. You do know his songs. He's very. He's a kind of bluesy, jazzy singer. Singer. We all are from from. Uh, um, let's stay together. together. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that kind of music, which they perform mm-hmm. together, by the way. Very important. Um. So yeah, he's kind of talking about his his first chapter is going on. Sorry, the chapters are hilarious. So this one's called Roots. Um, the way that they're titled, some of them are absolutely insane because you're like, what does that mean? And then you read it and you're like, oh, that's what that means. So this he was trying to be deep about it. Yeah, this one's called Roots. He's kind of talking about Memphis. Um, you know how important it was. It was kind of run down, but it was there was a real sense of home and heart. He says, that's what I'm singing about and living off the land in Man of the Woods, the album I was writing and recording while I was writing this book. Oh yeah, that was in the sample that I read. Yeah, yeah multitasking king. Um, just imagine him there in his bare feet, looking out at the lake. Like. Yeah. So, bangs on about Memphis a little bit. His next chapter is called "Hearing and Colors," mm. which is called synesthesia. But okay. Um, so this goes on to how, when he was two years old, his uncle heard him sing along in perfect harmony to a song on the radio. The song was an Eagles song. He doesn't mention which. Um, his uncle's kind of like, did you hear that? Your son is singing harmony with Don Henley. Apparently this was very unusual, especially for a little kid. I was tracking the note I was hearing and adding a third, creating something that felt and sounded good to me, the child's too. But I wasn't- He's aware- two! <laughs> um, he was two. He remembers all this. I don't remember anything. Anything from being- two. I know that- they say with uh, childhood memories that you can remember back as early as two, but it's very rare. It's generally very four rare. or five. I don't think you'd remember tracking a note, adding a third, and creating something that felt and sounded good to you at two no. in the back of a car. Um, I wasn't aware that I was doing anything at all. Probably not because you're two. You're two years old, so I don't think you would. Uh, probably not because it didn't fucking happen, Justin. <laughs> Harmonizing was part of the way I interacted with the world that I heard around me. That's how I've always heard music. I never meant to be a singer. Singing was just something that I could do. Do, do, 
Okay, there's no denying he, he can sing. No, he can fucking sing. And look, I'm, I have seen him on Star Search. I've seen the little videos of him on Star Search, little baby Justin at the age of five or six or whatever age he was. And the Mickey Mouse Club and all. Yeah, and he, he knew how to sing for sure. I don't think at the age of two, you knew how mm-hmm. to layer notes and harmonize. Just shut the fuck up. Yeah, like just genuinely shut the fuck up. It's so irritating. Um, yeah. I, I also think like there's this theme, but this is what I mean when he has this sense of other and it's consistent current throughout the whole book. The next next chapter is called "You Don't Have to Be Related to Relate," and then up the top, oh. as you can see there, that says "different,", different. and underneath a, a definition, the feeling of being different is really what makes us the same. It goes on about his parents divorced he spent most of his time with his stepmom or sorry st- stepdad <clears throat> and his mom he doesn't really get into the whole divorce thing either it's it's very weird it's like the things that we want to know about him he doesn't get into and the things that we do, don't want to know about him he thinks that we want to know about him oh yeah and mm-hmm. i'm like you forget that like I t- and this is the thing i think when you're like you're not you're a pop star mm. you're not like the, the 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 generation's voice yeah You're not someone that's yeah. going to go down in history for your songwriting no you know like your number your the song that you are most known for is from the trolls film <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah was written as a family-friendly bop to be commercialized mm-hmm. that's not yeah. like it's not bohemian rhapsody pal yeah, so, yeah. A great of all time. You're not a read the front. Do you know? Anyway, whatever. So um, I, I highlighted this part as well because I thought that this was interesting. Every Sunday I would go with my family to Shelby Forest Baptist Church where my dad worked as a choir director. His dad was the preacher and his mom, my grandmother, was the organist. So church is a big thing for him, which we knew obviously with his relationship with Brittany. These mm. poxy praying on the basketball course and all that other kind of shite whenever they get snaps of each other. Um, You know, there's all these other there's a random chapter that is called a night at the opera um and then a free trip to disney so this is kind of when he starts getting into his actual career and when he actually started to become famous um i had two friends who lived across the street from me amber and april every day when we got off the bus i'd go straight over to their house and we'd watch kids incorporated and the disney channels the mickey mouse club so he kind of goes on about how important the mickey mouse club was and i do again we we weren't part of that crew but from the way that all of because you have to remember his cast of the mickey mouse crew was um mickey mouse that was star studded that was star studded it was Ryan gosling and him who we know now were little bollockses together yeah fucking playing pranks on jessica simpson making bets and all that other stuff horrible little bollockses Jessica Simpson, Christina Aguilera, Brittany. Who else was there? Somebody else was there as well. Um, Brittany. Was it Christina Applegate? She oh, did as well, know. I feel like, at some point. Um, there is a photo. So we'll somebody photo else, yeah. But it was a very star-studded um, situation. Yeah. They all, like, they, there was a lot of success in that. Yeah. So he's kind of saying uh, that and Star Search came to town and held auditions. That and Star, star Search was essentially the American Idol before American Idol. So he sang, his audition was Two of a Kind, Working on a Full House by Garth Brooks. He said he was one of the biggest country singers in the world and I love singing country music. So this is another thing that he kind of goes back to when it comes to Man of the Woods. We don't hear this country element to him until Man of the Woods. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting to remember that he very much is like, this is where I came from. And then just 
completely just we forget about it and then he comes back to it what 30 years later um he said the producers chosen was incredible it was filmed in orlando (coughs) he said to his mom we get a free trip to disney so he goes on about that (coughs) he said he was asked to sing an alan jackson song love's got a hold on you i wore a cowboy hat and boots and it is have you seen the, the clip is very cute I, yeah, I do remember that, yeah. Yeah, but they very much kind of tried to, um, they kind of tried to, he's kind of saying now that they tried to manufacture him. He said that he was bummed out at the time. Again, what age is he, like eight? He was bummed out at the time because it was a great song, awesomely written, but it didn't require a lot of vocal range, which he believed he had. So he's like, as a result of that, I didn't win. Like that was the only reason, yeah. But he said if he didn't win that, then he wouldn't have got Mickey Mouse Club. So he says, Thank you, Star yeah. Search is the next one. So local auditions, that was fine. Um, so he goes on about that, says he didn't really want to audition. Somebody had said to him, Do you want to audition? He said, Yeah, sure. Again, I don't remember how like at that age, you just don't remember verbatim any of these things. No. You just wouldn't. You just wouldn't. Um, so he said he went to the audition. It was basically an open ballroom filled with all these kids wearing smiles that looked plastered on. I knew that I was a weird kid, but these kids were really weird. I didn't want to wear a smile like that. I just wanted to be me. And this is where it's like, but you are, and when it goes into it, particularly when it comes to him joining NSYNC, he was manufactured. There's nothing wrong with that. There's no, there's not. Absolutely and- nothing wrong with that. That's the way that most bands were at that time. And I just, he's really trying to push the narrative that he's different when he's absolutely one of the most basic people out there. Yeah. And this, in, in the industry. This is the thing. I'm like, you were, when you think of like basic white man singer, Justin Timberlake. Yeah. Yeah. He is the epitome. It's like top line. You're like, yeah. who's really fucking basic? Who's really vanilla? Um, Let me do, oh, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, so yeah, so he had to do, they had to do a sketch. They had to dance. So they had to freestyle dance. They had to do a sketch and then they had to sing. Um, okay. he sang when a man loves a woman. Everybody said, wow. He said, I knew then I had the room. They asked me a question. Why do you want to be in the Mickey Mouse club? That was a pageant question. And when I was eight, I had done some pageants. I had wanted to be in a talent competition for some time, but the only local outlet for that kind of energy was pageants. So here we fucking go, Justin. You've just ratted on yourself. Yeah, I just stumbled into no. You were active. You were actively yeah. chasing this thing. It's not like you went and did all these things. for fuck's sake! Exactly. And again, I go back to the fact that I don't think that any kid can want to be famous. Like we did a big episode about this, yeah. the Dan Schneider episode. If anybody's on Patreon, you haven't listened to it yet. If you want to join Patreon, I have a lot of thoughts about kid stars and the way that we treat child stars and the way that it's like um, self fulfilling prophecy and all that other kind of crap. But anyway. Yeah. I will say here, <laughs> when you look now at how, you know, we obviously have Jeanette McCurdy and Demi Lovato and people like that who are coming out and talking about what the pressures of when they were younger and pushed into this kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. He very much tries to ignore the lifestyle and then you get snippets. So it's like, I just couldn't believe I could sing. So you just told me there that already by this age, you had been in band camp, you'd been pageanting, you had been <laughs> star searching. And now you're Mickey Mouse clubbing and you're 11. That's a lot. And you weren't really looking for it. And you weren't really looking for it and you were just a natural talent and everybody just found you in the mall. I don't know. They just found you. Just just be like, this was the crack. 
my parents and me, whatever way you want to jazz it up, really thought that I had something. So I was going after, I was hungry. I was a hungry little fucker and I was going after it. And that would be so much cooler. That's fine. Yeah, it's what most people did. That's 100% grand. Like when you- Well, he's different, Carla. Different, but even like- If you think about Melissa Joan Hart, she was like, yeah, I was a worker. I want to be, I want to be an actress. I want to be on that TV. That was what I wanted to do. Now, again, I don't think that's what she wanted to do, but at the same time, she is like, this is what I was doing. We were auditioning. We were moving. We were hustling. Us as a family. This guy's like, oh, why do you want to be a Mickey Mouse Club? And he's like, oh, I'd been in, in you know. He, so he said very dryly, which he thinks is absolutely the start of his comedy career, which is really important to him. I'm in it for the money. Oh, my God. Apparently, this is what he said. Right. And that got a huge laugh. An absolute mm. huge laugh. So he said he didn't hear anything for like two weeks. He hadn't a clue. He was freaked out. Then they got back to him. He got a phone call from the guy saying, You want us to be, or we want you to be on our show. Um, and then he says, That's why when I tell younger artists to dream big, dream as big as you can. If you can't see it, how can you make things happen for yourself? How did I end up on the Mickey Mouse Club? Because of Star Search. So thank you, Star Search. How did you end up on Star Search? Because of pageants. But you were just a natural and you were just found. So. It's a um, yeah, so here's the, yeah, so in this lineup, this kind of famous lineup, it is him, uh, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, some girl I don't know, Ryan Gosling, and some two other blokes that I don't know. But anyway, we can, it's not. The majority not, of them made massive careers. Yeah, so we don't, uh, we don't learn anything new or exciting about Mickey Mouse Club. He just said that it was on for two years. After two years, um, it was cancelled. And he kind of went back to school and started playing basketball, which he was amazing at as well, by the way. Yeah. It's incredible. It's brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant at basketball. So he went back to, yeah, so he kind of went back. He was 13 years old when the show was over. So he had done it for two years. So he was a, around 10 or 11 when he was auditioning. So please remember. Yeah. <laughs> Timelines are important when this guy's like, I don't know, I just, people just found me. I'm like, I really don't think by 10, you know. <laughs> <laughs> nobody's looking for a 10 year old no one's looking for a 10 year old literally no one no one ever yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's just weird yeah he does say as well i came home a lot more sophisticated and aware than i had been before the show but i tried to downplay it because i just wanted to seem like everybody else it's where it's not mine it's where it's yeah yeah please remember of course they fucking are. Yeah. <clears throat> so we go from that straight into NSYNC. We don't hear really, we don't learn about what school was like going, like, again, interesting story. What was school like when you go back from being on the fucking Mickey Mouse Club and all your peers go from watching you every day on the TV mm. to this? Do you know? That, yeah. that to me is more of a... I want to know what you was chasing in that couple of years before NSYNC. Like, I'd say you got up to a lot of shit. Yeah, like, what were you doing? Who were you dating? What was the interesting things? Like, how was it? Did you find it very difficult going back when you had, like, a, a level of fame? Were you bullied? How did you get into basketball? Why are all these things happening? I want to yeah. know. I want to know these things, Jen. I think yeah. these are more important than him being like, I'm, I was, I was a prodigy. You know? He's on TikTok now. Maybe send him a DM. Yeah. So he kind of goes on saying that, you know, not everybody kind of understood. He started smoking pot. He got himself, um, I got myself a can of tobacco and I almost got expelled for that. So he's kind of being like, I was a little bit of a bad boy. 
but it leads directly from like he the only reason he tells us this snippet is to say that his mom went to the guidance counselor or sorry went to a parent teacher conference and um his teacher said he's doing too much at this point i was president of the student council point guard on the basketball team i'm running the beta club so how are you smoking weed doing tobacco <laughs> while also being essentially the fucking valid victorian i don't know yeah. Of course, it just don't like make it. You're trying to have an edge so badly, man. Yeah, it's very difficult yeah. for me to be able to like. And then his mom said, "I don't think he's doing too much. I think he's bored." She knew I needed more. He's better than everyone. Get it? He's, he's, he's different. He's different. He's very different. So he said. Uh, his mom had a conversation with Robin Wiley the reason why this is important is because that was the vocal co- coach on Mickey Mouse Club. She was a songwriter who lived in Nashville. She told my mom I had a gift and that she wanted me to help nurture it. So we started doing these trips out to Nashville to learn a little bit more about songwriting. JC was working with her at the time. So this okay. is how he met JC. So very much the band started with like kind of him and JC. <clears throat> was it not Chris Kirkpatrick? Was he not like... So those two lads were working with this vocal coach and then Chris Kirkpatrick said he wanted to start a vocal group. So he called that songwriter. Right. Then put him in touch with the mum. And yes. this is how it happened. It started. Yeah. Okay. So he said, immediately my mom and I looked at each other and said, sorry, they, uh, Chris Kirkpatrick was, wanted to know if he'd go to Orlando for a meeting. Him and his mom said, sounds like another free trip to Disney. So what the lady <laughs> at time, we went to Orlando to meet with Chris and Lou Pearlman. So obviously Lou Pearlman, we know yeah. now. Very interesting embezzler. Big, big creepy fucker. Creepy guy in the music industry who uh, working with the boy bands. Who could have? Who could have? Who could have thought it out? Huh? Big fan of Nick Carter. <laughs> <laughs> and Aaron. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So. <clears throat> They go out to, um, he goes, unfortunately, I love this. Unfortunately, years later, he would go on to be, go on to be thrown in jail for 20, 25 to life for embezzlement. That was another valuable lesson that you don't understand without hindsight. I'm going to leave it at that. Thank you for that fucking, why don't you tell us something interesting? Give us the juice, JT. JT. Fucking interesting. This guy's in prison. Tell us a firsthand account of some shady shit you saw him do. This yeah. is boring. Tell he doesn't want to be the same as Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon already did it. Do you know? Like, I'm like, this is... You had a story. You didn't tell me it. Yeah. What the fuck? Like, I read a lot of books. This is not how they go. Yeah, this yeah. Books go better than this. You're not a very good author. You're just... not very good at this, are you? Fuck. <laughs> um, so he's yet to Florida. We went there for a week. They met Joey um, and obviously Chris. Joey and Chris worked at different shows at the Universal Studios theme park. So they knew each other. So it kind of was like JC and Justin who had known each other through a Muzak and then the other lads who kind of, who, who I'm, I'm so delighted for them that they were like, we want to be in a boy band because we don't know how to do shit. So we would really like to pair up with some people who can definitely sing because we kind of can't. Um, mm. And I respect that. Yeah. I, yeah. I totally respect that. I would, I would love to be like the eighth member of something. You just they need to go along for all of the good shit and not get any of the bad shit. No one cares about you. No one looks at you. Everyone's yeah. looking at the main stars, but you are getting an eighth or whatever it is of the profits. You kind of hit the jackpot getting Justin Timberlake. Yeah. yeah. 
I would just love to be like S Club 8. <laughs> I'm the 8. And they just forget about me. Yeah. And I'm not going to Tina it up by trying to get people to remember me by popping on a dress and walking down the red carpet. No, I am happily fading into the background. Yeah. Don't ask me shit. Okay. That's where I want to be Joey or Chris without the, without the dodgy movie career. I just want to take my riches and deuces. Go to all the cool parties, all the events. God bless. Yeah, See me at the Grammys for show. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so basically they said they could all sing. It was great. But none of us could sing bass. 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 We called Bob Westbrook. He was my first vocal coach. He goes, I know exactly who could do it, but his mum will never let him. <laughs> <laughs> so what's his name? Lance. Is it bass or bass? Lance bass? No, it's Lance bass. But then it's bass. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. So basically... Lance is convinced something his mum said something he says this his mum said something and um they got him over the line said at that time th- their music wasn't very popular Nirvana was very much in their kind of mm. Pearl Jam I've n- I've never heard a Pearl Jam song I don't think in my life and I remember awesome. Stepmom and being like oh my god I need to listen to Pearl Jam because that's what Julia Roberts and this and this kid in this movie are listening to and I still to this day I don't think I could I'm I haven't taken off the to-do list now. Yeah, no, I actually, I, I might actually, I might look down after it and say this is something we need to do. <laughs> Let's uh, listen to a bit more jam, yeah. He does say they are big fans of all type of music, but we wanted to model ourselves after groups like Boys to Men and New Edition. So I do think that that makes sense because um, that was kind of the way that it was. He said we'd heard about this group called the Backstreet Boys that Lil Perlman were, was involved with before they became, or before us, who became enormous in Germany. So he very much said that they were sent to Europe to kind of build this because they knew America wouldn't wouldn't kind of accept them until they had gotten to a point. Okay. Because America wasn't in that point of pop yet, which is hilarious when you look at where they were in a couple of years later, where like NSYNC and Backstreet Boys and all like groups were the center of the pop universe. Yeah. Absolutely. So <clears throat> that part's interesting. Thanks for that. Um. So yeah, they were sent to Europe. It was huge. They had a lot of fun. They said they did a couple of shows where they were kind of like, people were throwing cans at them and stuff like that. Um, they said they had a lot of fun and they had a big teen audience and that was a crazy time. He said our big break in America happened in 1998, which I think is a lot earlier than I, I thought they were like a 2002 group, but whatever. Happened in yeah, 1998 yeah. with a Disney Channel special called NSYNC Live in Concert. Yeah. I don't that, yeah, okay. It kept now well I remember from watching the videos during the week because they actually there was supposed to be they replaced somebody who was supposed to be playing at that and then they cancelled. So then that's how they got their actual chance at like doing that performance and that's the it just blew up from there. So they were really it was actually very like by chance that they even got that performance. And that my friends is the last we hear of Ensing. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In this book. We're now starting to um, go into the funny stuff. That's important to know. This chapter is called Bring It On Down. Uh, he bangs on about how he was really funny as a kid. The only part I've highlighted here is to um, is to saying, if I could get a laugh, whatever I had been doing, it could be physical comedy, like a fake trip and fall. I would just keep elaborating on it and turn it into a whole bit. To make my mother laugh like that, to make adults laugh, I knew that if I could do that, then I must be funny. Looks don't count, or do they? Making people laugh still carbonates me. It all tracks back to being a kid, to the electric charge I got when adults started laughing. Yeah. <clears throat> Sorry, there is one other mention about NSYNC. It's because when he first went on SNL, Saturday Night Live, it was with NSYNC and they were the musical guest. He said, coming back, and that's the only thing that he mentions NSYNC about. Then he says, coming back as a host was another thing entirely. He said, the first time I hosted the show, the show's producer said to me, don't worry, we're going to make you funny. Don't worry. The more you get to know him, the more you get to know that he was being his dark, sarcastic self. But I wasn't worried. Everything I'd done on SNL, I did in the Mickey Mouse Club when I was 12 years old. What I learned back then, I brought forward with me as an entertainer. So he kind of goes on about how they were doing sketches and all this other kind of stuff. And he was essentially just writing the fucking sketches. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about like how he made suggestions that were really funny. Um, I could use my physicality as a springboard into something funny. You know, when he when they thought about bringing mascots, he suggested, you know, the best mascot, whatever fucking mascot they use. Who cares? There are about 800 people in the SNL studio audience. We made them laugh. Millions of viewers at home heard their laughter and they paid attention. It's just kind of banging oh. on about how his physical comedy is unbelievable, how funny he is. Uh, why oh, Why is he bringing this? Oh, like, SNL is a show that goes live every fucking week. Every Saturday. Every fucking week. Like, it's not... It is okay. It's a big deal, but he's going. What is he? Is he trying to claim that he was the best host ever? He's or, trying or, to claim that he kind of became. It was part of the furniture. You know the way that SNL, like we saw it a lot lately when Kim Kardashian went on, and they will mm-hmm. like help you write the jokes, but they want you to pull. Like they want it to be kind of around you, yeah, and your humor. Yeah, so they kind of want to be like, how taboo can we get with you? Like, mm. are we at like joking about your dad's death, kind of? phrase or are yeah. we not there do you know that kind of thing they're like it's dark humor well i think it is anyway uh we then go on to i think 25 photos of him at snl <laughs> <laughs> every hell. single funny moment and i will say there's only one that i remember it's when he did the single ladies dance with the beyonce skit yeah yeah that was funny again I just don't believe it was him I believe yeah anyway whatever uh, so his next chapter is called would you like a receipt with that guess what guys he's still talking about making people laugh <laughs> the chapter opens making someone laugh is a kind of connection so is laughing together with other people <sighs> then he talks about like we're still on it he's this is where is the stuff about your music what you're known for where is it Jen So he talks about how him and Andy Samberg listened to R&B that was big in the 90s. And they're both the same age-ish. 
So when they started working on a bit, it began with this loose idea. This all goes down to that fucking dick in a box song. So he goes on basically to say that Lonely Island, which was the um, group. Andy Samberg's. Oh, Andy Samberg's yeah. kind of, were they a group? Yeah. Yeah, they were like a, a comedy collective sort of thing. But like when I think of them, I think of dick in a box, but I think I just had sex more than I think of anything else. And I jizzed in my pants, is that another one? Yeah, yeah, jizz in my pants, yeah, exactly. So there's many of... <laughs> many dick jokes, many, many. Many. I lo- of... Now, I like Andy Samberg, like, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine is a really good show, and he's, like, the star in it. He, he is, like, he, he he's very funny. He's a comedian. He's a comedian, Jeff. Yeah. That's his profession. He's a comedian. Yeah, yeah. so that's yeah. important to note that Andy Samberg is a comedian. But what Justin Tim- mm. Timberlake is basically saying here is that they are both the comedian. So when it came to dick in a box... It was very much both their ideas. They were just riffing off each other because Andy found him hilarious. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, he thought, yeah, he thinks it's so... He, he said, I'm most proud of the fact that the following Halloween, grown men all over the world were masquerading in fake beards and silk suits with a box attached to their appendage, singing dick in a box. It was the number one costume that year. That's what I love about comedy. When millions of people who don't even know each other are all laughing about the same thing. I think Andy Samberg and I share a certain quality that made that happen. We don't actually care if you're laughing at us as long as you are laughing. How did you get through this book, Carla? No, genuinely, guys. My Kindle, it took me 45 minutes to read. And I, I, I had to do it in 15-minute sections. It was, yeah. It was a very difficult read. It's like just so... And I know it's an autobiography. But it's really, even for an autobiography, it sounds very self-indulgent. Like... Yeah. It's a bit too, do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a bit fucking bizarre the way that you think that people see you. He goes on the next chapter, that thing with the shoulders, goes on about another skit that he did oh, on SNL with Kristen. Um... But this is what I'm like, this, this fucking show happens every single week. It's probably happened 400 times since you've been on it, pal. Why are you still talking about it? More. You're a fucking singer. That's genuinely. I'm like, Lonely Planet used to grab singers like Akon, like all the other people. I can't remember. Just Akon always sticks out to me. And get them to do the hook. And it was funny because it was part of the sketch. Because it'd be like, yeah. oh, you actually have a singer here singing mad shit about stupid things. Yeah. Yeah. So I just thought it was important to note that he's still banging on about <laughs> SNL, about Kristen Wiig saying that he was a genius. Um saying, how did he do that with his shoulders? When he, and he said, I don't know. How did she do it with hers? So he's basically talking about how he took inspiration from one of his mom's friends in Memphis to do this fucking character. Nobody gives, nobody remembers this. Nobody gives a shit. Anyway, next chapter is called Satellite. The reason why it's called Satellite is because he says, I'm like a satellite. That's it. All I do is receive something. And then my only job is to translate it to turn it to turn a physical or to turn a feeling into a physical expression or a sound wave so i can transmit that same feeling bollocks ology this is i fucking hate when singers do this and like nobody is immune to it maybe did he actually say this because even i think one of the lads from Arisa said this or maybe he was asked about it in an interview it's like you know the way the singers say that these things are just floating up and it just comes to you and all that i fucking hate that you taught us something. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's nothing more. You taught us something. 
sometimes it's good, sometimes it's shit. Yeah. These things don't fucking float above the air and then fall into your brain. If you're still with us, like if you're still with us, listener, well done you because this is these are they're so fucking self indulgent. I swear to God. This is what I mean. Like there's just such a sense of other purpose. I'm like, you are a singer. It's not a fucking deep. Yeah. They're a fucking dope as well. Yeah. <laughs> fucking take back what you did to Britney. You fucking take that back right now. Right. Shall we get into some of the videos? Because we're obviously coming up to the hour. Um, <laughs> and we might start losing people. Charlotte, if I'm honest, that book sounds shy. So, <laughs> it's, it is, it is, it is. Get in. Let's get in. Is. So There's so many shit. photos. I'm literally like flicking through these fucking photos here. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it's a coloring book. It fucking is a coloring book. Do, it gives yeah. you tra- if you buy the physical copy, it comes with tracing paper so you can draw pictures of Justin Timberlake without any mistakes. I really wanted do you know what it is? I really wanted to top line it, but I, I just wanted to read out the parts that I had highlighted. Um but then is I there was, any more clangers? Do it. <laughs> if I had to what? do it, so do you all. Yeah. So fuck y'all. What? Fuck y'all. Um, You're out cry me a river in two hours. His feelings were so strong he had to write it. Oh, he's so funny. Um, right, so obviously that's all from his own perspective and he's trying to make himself look all deadly or whatever. Sorry, and he's I, not indulging. One thing, one thing. Can what? I just read this next chapter? Oh, yeah, go on. Oh, oh yeah, is there any more clangers before we move on? Oh, there's, there's a couple more clangers. I think this one's important. It's called Rebel. All right. I'm just going to let that sit with you for a minute. Do I want to fucking hear this? It's called Rebel. I think it's important that you need to you need to hear this one. The story of how I wrote "Sexy Back" has been told a million times. Has it? Has it? Has it? I don't know. I don't think it has. Maybe you haven't heard it. No, I haven't. Here goes Tim. Brackets Timberland as if you know. Oh fuck off! Goes yeah. Tim. He goes yeah. You know who? <laughs> New ick unlocked. Tim. Tim. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you don't change Timberland. Okay. To Tim. But the fact the chat the fact that Timberland walked with Justin Timberlake takes like he's a ten, but he walked with Justin Timberlake. It makes him a three in anyway. Yeah. But then changing Timberland's name to fucking Tim. Yeah, it's so sacrilegious. Stop it. Just use his fucking Christian name in that case. Yeah. Don't be caught. You know what I mean? Oh, what Tim, you know Tim name? Barry. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Morphy. Yeah, he said it was sparse. The beat was super sparse. I fell in love immediately. I said to him, oh, I know how I'm going to come on this song. And then I just blurted out the line. I'm bringing sexy back. And Tim went, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. I should add that it's impossible for Tim to do anything out of rhythm. The man- oh, his name is Timothy, actually, so that's uh, fair enough. Okay, wait, it's fine. Okay, <laughs> take that back. I do think it's still embarrassing because he goes. I call him Timmy rather than Tim. I don't know what it is with men Tim. I call him Baland. You know, spicy <laughs> Baland. Me and Baland are out here making some beats. Timothy um, Zachary Mosley. Oh yeah, Mr. Mosley. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I call him Mo's. <laughs> yeah. I call him something. I call him something else other than Tim. It wouldn't be Tim. No, yeah, it wouldn't. Um, so 
basically he goes on to say he can't do anything at a rhythm he could trip while he was walking it'd still be a rhythm his exclamation became what you might know in the song is what seems to be everybody's favorite part and scream it out in the club when they're completely inebriated yeah that's the story that's been told but wait it's deeper deeper than that um the moment happened because i've been listening to david bowie for two weeks straight beforehand i was listening to rebel rebel which is about cross-dressing um, and he goes on to say that when he saw that and he read the words, I saw clearly the unapologetic lyrics and the vibrant sound. That's what I wanted for Sexy Back. I'm like, Rebel Rebel and Sexy Back don't even live in the same fucking stratosphere. No. These songs, David Bowie is not Justin Timberlake. There is no connection whatsoever. Yeah. No. You are not that. You will never be that. David Harry Styles is more that than like music forever. <laughs> the way that, like, you know. Okay. You and sexy. Okay. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. So basically, he just goes on about that. And how he's- he really thinks a lot of himself, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he really does. And he talks about space and how there needs to be space. It just needs to be loads of lyrics. He went to the company. Sorry, he went to the music uh, producers. And at this point, he was pretty well on in his career. And he was like, we're releasing that. And they were like, no, you're not. There's no lyrics to it. And he was like, that's the point. There's space. There you go. There you go. Do with that what what you must. Do with that what you want. I don't just forget, to be honest. Yeah, go on. Tell me, what has he said in uh, lovely interviews? Well, it's more so, you see, a lot of the uh, the stuff. So there's a video that I watched and it was Justin Timberlake getting jealous of Britney Spears for a full 26 minutes straight and it was fantastic. Was it? That was a really good watch. Oh, I highly recommend it. I got the um, bad part. Seeing his, like his reaction to see the remember the VMA kiss with Madonna. Yeah. Oh, he was disgusted. He was fucking disgusted. Um th- there was still no I have to give it to Britney now. And I know like she was under a lot of pressure. Obviously hindsight with Britney, you know, she was under a lot of pressure and like she wasn't really allowed to say much as it was. Like I'm sure if she was allowed to say whatever the fuck she wanted, it'd be completely different. But I have to hand it to her how she handles the whole breakup because obviously there was, we were, or Justin at least alluded to after their breakup that she cheated on him in some capacity. Yeah. Now, she didn't, like, there was a few, I think Diane Sawyer was the, the probably the one, the interview that went in on her the most because obviously I was watching videos about Justin Timberlake but a lot of them focus on the relationship like with Britney, Brit- yeah, Britney, Janet, like the the other people from the other people's perspective, because Justin only ever talked about himself in the best light possible. Yeah. So watching videos about Justin Timberlake talking about himself is kind of fucking useless. Yeah. It's basically, like reading his book. Yeah. So it's it's watching the videos about other people's experience with them with him. Sorry, is was the kind of the best way to do it, or there was like videos of you know like performances that probably wouldn't be as popular as some of like Britney's interviews like like the Diane Sire one for instance so there was like one of them it was there was a, a specific I can't remember the interviewee's name 
Um, but she basically it was after so his ma, him and his ma were at it, and uh, it was after the the Britney breakup. And she was kind of like, well, look, you know, we can't. And he, he goes on like he's, and this happened with um, Elvis as well, being from Memphis with the cultural appropriation and stuff like that. He did always go on like he was a bit of a gangster. Yeah. Yeah. So watching him, I just, I'm just like, Noodlehead. Like, little white Noodlehead, shut the fuck. Who's accent is that? Where are you getting that from? Why are you trying to come across so cool? That, like, I don't know what it is about. It's just so cringy to watch his little accent, and yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. So fucking cringy, so fucking cringy. But anyway, vanilla ice. So they have obviously all of these kind of red carpet moments, and they're America's sweethearts, and when they are a couple, him and Brittany, and then they break up, and he alludes to her being unfaithful in. Some sort of way. Now there was an an interview with Diane Sawyer, and she just got down to the nitty gritty, and she was like, "Look, I have to ask you about Justin. He's saying that you cheated, and you were unfaithful in some way. Like, what? What's the crack here?" And she was like, "I don't disagree with him, but I'm not going to say he's right either." So something did happen. Yeah. Well, so she Ritter is about that, and he says it in this book that he was like. He written he wrote it in two hours. It was like all through how intense he was feeling, how how heartbroken mm. and upset he was. So he was able to write it in two hours. Yeah. And then obviously he wrote the uh or sorry, the video that went along with it. So she when the video first came out, she was watching it like on TV. I think she was on um on tour or something like that, and she was uh watching it and she, like it was kind of like, what, what was your reaction when you saw the lookalike or whatever? And she was just like, yeah, I don't know what was going through his head. Uh, I I, uh, I knew so, something like that was going to happen. It, it wouldn't have been what I did. Like, it wouldn't have been, like, I, I wouldn't have gone about it that way. Bit mad. But anyway, <laughs> she just kind of, like, didn't give a fuck about it. I was just like, fair play. Like, she didn't speak up about it. She didn't kind of get on any that it wanted yeah no she was like she she didn't get on and say or like say these days the way there's so many uh defamatory kind of cases and stuff like that like say for instance like the, the johnny jeff and amber heard op-ed she didn't name him by name but he still sued her for defamation yeah like that could have happened back then like Brittany could have done that to justin realistically because he didn't, nothing was said by name, or but it obviously alluded to the fact that it was all about Britney or whatever. So, and she was just like, no, it's just, no, it's, like, it's a bit mad, it's great. <laughs> Do you know what I kind of way? And then obviously, there was the whole thing when they were together about them being virgins and you yeah, know, getting together after they were married or whatever. So, the interviewer said that to Justin, and she had his ma was sitting beside him at this stage. He's sitting there like a little gangster. And then she was like, I need to say this because obviously um, Brittany has talked about our morals and stuff like that, saying that she wouldn't feel right like doing anything until after marriage or whatever. And he was like, yeah, well, you know, I'd agree. And then she was like, so that's, she stuck to that, did she? Did She stuck to that, did she? And he was just like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but making it clearly obvious yes, that she, yeah that they fucked yeah that they fucked, 
And then there was another um a year a couple of years later, and I think it was more so when Britney was going through her uh 2007, that all the events of that year. And yeah. um, he was on like a radio station and uh they were kind of saying to him, like, oh come on, look, just be fucking honest with us, man. Like, did you did you hit it? And he was just like, uh yeah, I hit it. Like just real like he never got called out for that. He's so embarrassing. He's such a fucking weirdo. Then, obviously, you had Janet Jackson at the Super Bowl uh, halftime show. And I always thought it was like a PR stunt that, until I, I watched the videos this week and actually looked into it. I always thought that ripping off of the thing, because wasn't she wearing a nipple tassel? She was, yeah. So I always thought the fact that she was wearing something underneath, like if it was an accident, surely there'd be no tassel there. I, I was always under the impression yeah. that... I thought it was a bit that they decided to... It was a bit, yeah. That's what I always thought, but it wasn't. So he literally just grabbed for her. Or unless if that's what they're still trying to make it out to be. It was an accident. But the the narrative that people are going with here, or that Janet, at least, and Justin are going with, is that he just literally went over, knew that her top could be ripped off in that way, and ripped it. And Janet got fucking lambasted for it. He got nothing. Nothing. And it, it wasn't a bit. Apparently, it, was, it wasn't a bit. Because she was on uh, Oprah. I think it was a really high-profile... Uh, yeah, it was Oprah. Um, interview not too long after. And Oprah was like, do you think you threw you under the bus a bit? And like, uh, the whole crowd started cheering. They were like... Uh, yeah, he fucking did throw her under the bus because all the headlines are about her. Every single thing is about her. About the, the whole, the bill getting He did everything. He did that. That was him. My God. And she just got like, she had to apologise. Um, you know, what, by the time she went on Oprah and Oprah kind of said to her, she, he had been on MTV and he had said, okay, I apologise. I did this, it's not fair that she's getting, I think women always get blamed for stuff like this and black women in particular. Yeah. And so he had just mentioned that I think like the days approaching to where uh, and because like so knew that Jenna hadn't heard it yet. Yeah. So she was kind of like alright, right, fair enough that he said that and she gave a little smile but she still hadn't spoken to him and I don't think she has. Oh. <sighs> Correct. Like so, so it's if it was a bit, so it's, beef. it's going on a bit long. Like, do you know what I mean? It's beef. It's beef. It's beef. He's just so, and then obviously the whole Crimea River thing, and then what goes around comes around was also about Britney. Yeah, and I remember at the time being like, "Ah, come on, fuck, man, that's been years now." For years, though, he did, and then when she was going through all that shit in two thousand and seven. He brought it all back up again. He was just living on that Britney train. I know, and I think <clears throat> I think it's a weird one because when you look at like like he had great success pretty much immediately with his first album. Yeah. Which was um what was it called again? I think Justified. it was called Self-titled, was it? Just oh Justified, that's right. Justified. Yeah. Great album. I will say it's an absolutely great album. So he kind of had immediate <clears throat> success when it came to him and his albums and whatever else like that so mm-hmm. he went from justified into future sex love sounds which is sex, uh, yeah. um what other absolute bangers come from that 
Um, Penny Rita was a big one. Girlfriend was popular when it's, yeah. well, that was the start of the Girlfriend was NSYNC. Oh, yeah, shit. Was it? Yeah, that was when they were kind of moving into that same that Justin ended up kind of taking on. Sorry, you're right. The video is all about him. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying yeah. to say. Uh, what goes around comes around is, is on Future Sex Love Sounds as well. Mm. Yeah, Summer Love, which is an unreleased absolute banger. Summer Love's a chill. You do I know it. You know Summer Love. Oh, yes! I love that. Banger. Oh, he's rapping in that as well. Yeah, he is, of course. When he thinks, sorry, he mentions he's a beatboxer quite a bit as well in the book. Oh, <laughs> Do you remember that song Pop that they had? Oh, that was a banger. Do you ever? He beatboxed in that. Remember? Yeah, he beatboxed with Michael Jackson as well on stage for the first time. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, actually, that was another thing as well. After him and Britney broke up, anytime she worked with somebody, he ended up working with them, working with them yeah. better. Yeah. You get me? Yeah. Like yeah. more heavily. Because I think uh, Britney had turned around and said something about Janet Jackson being one of our idols. And then he all of a sudden started working with her. Just such a weird fucking, just a few coincidences that were just a bit like. I think he was, he, I think he's incredibly media trained from a very young age. But he was also obsessed with Britney and yeah. anything she mentioned, he tried to get his fucking head into. Yeah, but I think so she that, was more popular than him. And I think that absolutely. he very much coasted on that. And a lot of yeah. success is probably due to that too. Again, very talented. But I think he was very well media trained by knowing that if he kept her her name in his mouth, it only boosted his profile. That's true. Very true. And um, there was one more thing. What the fuck do I want to say? Uh, so it was the, oh yeah, sorry. So some of the performances that wouldn't necessarily you know the way that like only really kind of super fans would look up somebody's live concert and sit there and watch the whole fucking thing yeah it's not something i would ever do with any no matter how much i liked somebody like my sister used to do but take that concert to actually sit down and watch them on the telly like super far obsessed kind of thing i've never i don't think i've ever been into anybody as much to like actually do that yeah but there was a few of those obviously they were televised in some sort of capacity but it was in 2007 again when she was having a, a rough time and he you know in between songs he'd be doing stuff like and you wouldn't actually notice that only that her clothes captioned uh so one of them was like i tried to make her go to rehab but she said no 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 and i mean this is years after their breakup so like what is he talking about why is he getting himself into that like why is he why what are you doing kind of thing years after the breakup he's past yeah and that's the other thing years after their breakup years and years and years after the breakup he's still banging on about it well in interviews so he's singing shit like this i tried to make her go to rehab but she said no 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 which is absolute bollocks and and then there was a which interview I think he got off. Remember, he used to go missing for a good while and then come back with another album that had Timberland on. Yeah, well, like he, he got, got, he got missing for... from Future Sex Love Sounds to um, 2020 experience was seven years. Yeah, like he got he that's the thing, he went missing. And then when he came back, remember, like I don't know what album it was when he started wearing all the suits. 
that was um 2020 experience and yeah okay. has a chapter dedicated to tom ford and the fact that it became like it was his vision and whatever else like that to really re- oh, re- oh, yeah, just, kind of reinvent yeah. one of his first um or maybe it wasn't this time because it was got to do with uh britney again and all the shit that she was going through and he was like oh really i hadn't heard i didn't know that but at the at around the same time he's at his fucking shows singing stuff like I tried to make her go to rehab and stuff. And then then there was some songs, I think he was like doing like a riff or a beatboxing sort of thing got to do with like uh, Crimea River or What Goes Around Comes Around. And he was a little, he was obviously like trying to get people to fucking laugh at him because he's such a comedian um, about the Britney thing. And then he'd be like, just shouting out of fucking nowhere. She's a fucking bitch. Like this kind of mad shit. Absolutely mad shit. I would highly recommend if you're ever at a loose end looking up videos, just type in Justin Timberlake Britney Spears Aftermath into YouTube. It will bring you on a great little journey. It's he's so infuriating. It's it's actually It's off the chart. It's it's a gift that keeps on giving. Yeah. Wow. You know? Wow. It's how I can sit here and say, Do you know what? I'm actually a better person than just <laughs> Burnley. I know, I know. Yeah, yeah, I can probably sit here and say the same. <laughs> it's fucking awful. And I, and I did, I was a fan, I liked him. As I said, when I first saw Adam, I swear to God, I thought that was just me to make with a cap on. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, stop fucking hell. Anyway. Um, have you got an unpopular opinion of the week? So, my unpopular opinion this week. Mm. Champagne is tacky. <gasps> what? It's tacky and I hate it. Right. I think the way that people float around these bottles of champagne, it's like very embarrassing. Do you know what I mean? We don't care that you're having like a Moe and Chandon party. Like it's just not a thing we give a fuck about. I just find it, I just find the, I find the people that express drinking it, the the way that people express, the way that people express drinking it, I find very tacky. And it always, right. it's not all champagne drinkers, but it's always champagne drinkers. Yeah, you know, yeah. one of those. And then they have that kind of um, thing against prosecco, don't they? Yeah, and I like I like champagne. So for like the way that champagne is marketed is not the way that champagne is. Do you know what I mean? Like, and then like good for you girlies with the proseccos or whatever, but it, it tastes like it tastes like fizzy sick. So whatever. <laughs> Like so like it's up to like do do you do you see i think it's kind of like highly sick so that's fine it's kind of like the way barbara used to be like high-end and now it's tacky now that's the way champagne is because of who's drinking it and the way that they're drinking it and fucking yeah the I just, pr that's getting you know i just feel like i don't like you i don't i just it's just a drink that i don't care about when i see it i'm like oh god so you wouldn't have a Negroni Spagliato. Yeah. Prosecco in it. <laughs> prosecco in it. Like, get that f- The only thing I drink with Prosecco in it is Aperol Spritz. 
And even so, I bubbles go to my head. And also, the reason why you're crying over your ex that you broke up with when you were 11 is because of Prosecco. I can't begin to express how fucking insane that Prosecco turns birds. Same with champagne. Actually, not birds. All people. All everything. Champagne is supposed to be... All night. It's supposed to be exclusively for, like, celebrating though, isn't it? Well, champagne is, like, for it to be, for sparkling wine to be champagne, it has to be from the Champagne region in France. And that's why it's called champagne. Now, I think you are correct. I don't know. I must ask Nadia. Nadia Daily Self. She she did she studied this but um i must ask what the crack is i think you are correct i think it is supposed to be only like a moderation sort of thing like a celebratory drink but i I do also think that every time that you don't have to show me the bottle of champagne every time that you're having a drink of it it's just not something yeah. you do. unless you're giving me a recipe unless you're like yeah with that. Like, I don't like it's like a content piece and i can't stand it so have fun with your fizzy sick i won't be partaking in your fizzy sick experience I think um as well it's it's the misunderstanding as well. Some people drink champagne as at, like as in that's their beer, and it's not the way it's supposed. It's like wine. You're not supposed to. No, drink, you're not. I said, drink you're wine. Not supposed to be drinking wine. It's supposed to be wine is a food drink. Yeah. Oh it's supposed to compliment God. the food you're eating. Yeah. You're not supposed to be binge drinking a yeah. bottle of wine. I'm wondering why you're so emotional. Yeah, and then in bits the next yeah. day, like yeah. Y'all know Prosecco hits different. Yeah, exactly. Yet you're there every weekend, Susan. I see Having you. a full bottle. I see yeah. a couple of bottles and then wondering why you're hanging, upset, distraught and annoyed. I know why. <laughs> Fucking watched a TikTok and you decided that a Negroni is your new, Spagliata, is your new thing. <laughs> no, it's not. Absolutely not supposed to be. Okay, that's my popular opinion. Do you have a stamper? Please don't say do. it is fucking Justin Timberlake. It, it is because I'd like, and it's conflicting because again, I do think the boy has bangers. Like it is, he's yeah. very clever the way that he did, the way that he worked with people. Um, This is from the 2020 experience. It's a song again. It wasn't a single, but I do feel like it should be. You can, it's Timberland all over. It's called Body Count. Carla's stomper of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just know when it's a Timberland song, you can hear him in the background banging his pots and pans like he's just fucking like <laughs> just, in the kitchen. Yeah, it's, it's such a fucking like it's just such a you hear it, it's like that's Timberland, he's in the kitchen again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's trying to make music. It's a certain beat, it's a certain bop on the, yeah. the pots and pans. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's the pop oh, and from my guy Tim. <laughs> yeah. Fuck's sake. Um, that's it for this week. Thanks a million for listening. Uh, because of the way that the recording schedule is this week, next week you're going to have a Patreon only release. So, something that our patrons have already heard oh, on the To whet the appetite, we'll, uh, we'll bring it out there for you to listen to. And don't worry, patrons, we'll have new, a new episode for yet because Karen's looking after that while I am sick. Yes. It's going to be in Sicily then. So, it's really fucking weird. I can't wait to get back to normal again. Yeah, it is a, a Sunday oh. Sunday trip is, is is strange. It's a strange trip. No, but it just in general, like 
the way that we're recording this week, like, what are you doing? It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's I, very weird. I think it's because I've been rec- I've been recording in drips and drabs because it's four episodes, you know. So it's like it's so fucking weird. That's the thing. Like we usually like cram, yeah, to get a two week break, and now it's like we're only doing one episode, yeah, and you're doing yeah, weird. yeah. It's how it, it's to. how it gotta be, you guys. It's how it be. Uh, so thanks a million for listening. The link for the Patreon will be down below. I uh, hope you enjoy. Give us any of your suggestions as well. DM us on the Insta. Yeah, love you. Give us a few of your suggestions you want to hear us deep diving into somebody else. Uh, thanks a for listening. We love you. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.